Hello and welcome to Underground Chicago Talk and a Happy New Year to you. I'm your host, Rudolph, podcasting from the heartbeat of the city, the Chicago Petway. Today's show is about Chicago politics, the mayoral and automatic uh, race. Yes, it's that time again. Boy, it's amazing how fast time flies. But it was four years ago that uh, we elected our second (coughs) female to mayor of Chicago. Now, we have over 95 people running to be alderman here in Chicago. And uh, Garcia, who uh, went on to replace Gutierrez, he's coming back and he's claiming a front row, uh, front runner status by seven points, stepping into the game. Uh, Then you've got, uh, uh, what's his name, Brendan... Uh, Riley, he's running, uh, unopposed again. Oh, they don't run against, they're happy with this guy downtown. He has, has the downtown ward there. And then you got Alderman Patrick, uh, Roderick Sawyer, who's the son of, uh, of the late Eugene Sawyer, who was mayor. Uh, he's running, and he's going to keep his spot on the mural ballot. After a challenge uh, brought by Willie Wilson's campaign was dropped, it means that now he can uh, go ahead on and drop his challenge against Willie. So that's how they play that. You know, you, you, you challenge a person's signatures to deny them being put on the ballot. I mean, out of what fraudulent signatures, people who signed who not even registered voters, but. but uh, Willie dropped this challenge, so therefore, uh, all challenges have been dropped. Uh, Jamal Green, uh, that that challenge has been dropped, so he's going to be on the ballot as well. Uh, You know, we have uh, nine candidates running, uh, including the mayor, uh, Mayor Lightfoot, who is the present mayor. Now, Mayor Lightfoot has done some things that uh, I deem uh, good uh, in her four years. She couldn't solve all the problems that she ran on, but none of them do. Then you Sawyer, Willie Wilson, Green, uh, Chewy Garcia, County Commissioner Brandon Johnson, State Rep Cam Buckner, Paul Vallis. Now, Paul, I don't know why this guy, he is just a professional uh, campaigner. He runs for everything and never wins anything. And then we got older woman, Sophia King of the 4th Ward. She's running. Now, my advice to uh, Jamal Green, he's a very, very talented young man but my advice to him if I had to give him some free advice would have been to run for alderman of his ward 
and get uh, that automatic experience under his belt and then run for the mayor of Chicago. He's a young man, he's got time. Gone in there, I mean, it would have been like a four-year uh, learning uh, experience for him. But I advise him to, you know, that would be my advice to him. And, uh, but I know, you know, you can tell young people all you want about it. You can't tell a person how to, uh, to uh, run if they won't listen. I'm sure he's had plenty of people to tell him what to do or what he should be doing. But God bless him. His heart is in the right place and he's done some good things uh, here in the city as well. Uh, and, and actually been out there fighting. So out of all the ones that are running uh, I, that's been visible, uh, has been, of course, the mayor, uh, Willie Wilson, and uh, Jamal Green. Those three have been very visible in the last uh, three, uh, four years since the last election. Very, very visible. Now, Willie has really been visible, you know. Now, early voting will start January 19th. Uh, that's where you can go to any outlet and vote. Get it out the way, you know. Uh, with election day set for February 28th. So you got time to, from the 19th into February. It's early voting. I mean, come on. By the time February get here, uh, everybody should have voted. <laughs> really. Now, if no candidate gets more than uh, 50%, the winner will be determined by a runoff election on April 4th. Yes. You know, we ended up this year looking real bad for the uh, third consecutive year. Chicago has had over 700 uh, murders. Yes, yeah, 700. That's ridiculous. It really is. And the bulk of those murders and killings took place in black communities in Chicago. That's a shame. It really is a shame. Now... The mayoral race, uh, all the uh, talking heads are talking about, they're focusing uh, on public safety. All of them are talking about public safety. Yes, we know all about that. You know, public safety is a bloodless statistic that belies the, the deep trauma experienced by many Chicagoans exposed to the crime and the violence that happens in their neighborhood every day. Now, all of this, killings and all of that, it really threatens the city's economic vitality, like the casino development and, and uh, businesses moving uh, into Chicago and uh, moving out into these neighborhoods and opening up stores and things out there. It has an effect. 
It really does. Now, more than 70% of, of Chicago voters rate crime and public safety as their number one or number two issues. I know uh, it's my number one issue. Yes, very much so. The bulk of this crime is happening on the streets and uh, on uh, public transportation. I mean, they're pushing people out in the streets in front of cars and pushing them off at L platforms. Come on, this is ridiculous. Shootings outside of clubs. Come on. Now we have, we have to just really tighten it up. And the police chief, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> this guy, believe me, he was never ready. Brown, he was never ready for Chicago. No, I don't know why Lightfoot uh, kept him on. But if she's reelected, she should get rid of him. You know, really. All this public safety, public safety, public safety. The three P's. Public safety, public safety, public safety. Yes, they don't know nothing about no public safety. They're just talking public safety. I doubt if any of them really know anything about it. That becomes just a, a catchphrase. Now, as a candidate, in uh, 2019, Mayor Lightfoot said, quote, that communities would not be safe and the police will not be successful in their core mission to serve and protect if there is no trust between the people and the police department. She was right then and she's right now. There wouldn't be. Now, of all the uh, mayoral candidates, in my opinion, Willie Wilson is uh, the most sincere about really trying to do something for the citizens of Chicago. He's been very visible out here uh, running. Uh, he has operated several well, I guess he got about, from what I've read, uh, quite a few McDonald's in Chicago and Indiana. And he owns Omar Medical Supplies, uh, that sells medical supplies internationally and domestically. So he's not in it for the money. No, the money is not it. He has money, and he's done a lot of good over the years in helping just everyday citizens. He gave out gas. Uh, to uh, citizens who needed gas. He helped uh, other citizens pay off uh, taxes, uh, housing. You know, he's done a lot. He really has. I had the pleasure of meeting him, and he's a very humble man. Very humble. Very humble. You know, uh, let's talk about the casino development at Halsted and Chicago Avenue. Now that's, that's quite a, a great location. I, I see that as being the heartbeat of the city right there. Uh, great location over by uh, Goose Island, all up in there. All of that will be developed. And they're looking for this development to be completed around 2024 
That's going to be tremendous. And look at the jobs that it's going to bring to the city, really. For that reason alone, I think Mayor Lightfoot will be reelected and the Bears will be staying in Chicago. I don't believe they're going to move out to Arlington Heights. No. For what? The Arlington Bears? Please, give me a break. No. Whoever the next mayor is, he or she must do something to bring down that, the killing and all of that. That's the one thing. Now, you know, the fire department has a, a program out where they come out and uh, check out people's fire uh, fire alarms and whatnot in their homes. Now, if you need that, give give the fire department a call and let them come out there and check it out. Now, the new smoke detector replacement rule went in effect on January 1st, uh, whereas any detachable smoke detector that expires must be replaced by a more modern, self-contained, non-removable, long-term battery alarm. Believe me, since the Chicago fire of eight of of eighteen seventy-one, I think it happened October eighth, around eighteen seventy-one. City government has taken fire prevention seriously. Believe me, we don't play with fire. Two things Chicago don't play around with: fire and snow. No, we take those very serious. Now, if we took killing it just as serious, we would solve the problem that we have here. <laughs> While there's little doubt that the fire, uh, the Chicago fire started in a barn that was owned by Patrick and Catherine O'Leary. That's the tale that the cow kicked over the uh, lantern. And the uh, fire got out of control and burned four miles long and one mile wide. The fire destroyed 17,500 buildings here in Chicago. It's estimated over 300 people died in the fire. And it left over 100,000 people homeless. Now, here's a little tidbit. One of the unsung heroes of the Chicago Fire, and you never hear anything about this man, is Joseph Hutlin. Hutlin was a janitor. He was the head janitor at the Chicago Board of Trade. And he was at home, and when he heard about the fire, uh, he left his house and ran down to the Board of Trade and ran into the building uh, to save important records before the building burned down. And he did. He got a lot of the important records and things out of the building um, before it finally just burnt down. Now, Hudlin, here's the interesting thing about it. Hudlin, who had moved to Chicago in 1854, he moved here after fleeing slavery in Virginia. For many years, he was celebrated as a hero. The Board of Trade hung a portrait of him in the building for many, many years to honor him. Uh, the Hudlin family, he and his wife opened their Southside home to five families, black and white, whose homes had been destroyed. 
welcomed him in and kept him there until they got back on their feet. And uh, his portrait, I don't know if it still hangs there now or not. I'll have to go check it out. And I think anyone who's ever faced uh, some level of diversity, adversity, even if it's not a fire or other disasters, can empathize with that experience of loss, of, of being able to uh, rally back. How do you recover? Well, how do you preserve? How do we, the citizens, survive this mayoral election and go on? I tell you how, by voting for your choice of candidate, by talking with your neighbor. It's called democracy. And if we don't fight for it and practice it, it will not exist. Nothing will change. It will collapse. And then what? What do you have then? Nothing. So we have to fight for it, locally and nationally. This is the time we have to take a stand and fight for what we know is right. Now, if you enjoyed the show, go to the support button and make a donation to the show. That's $4.99. That's a cup of coffee. And if you need a COVID shot, go and get it. It's still free. So until next time, be sure to register to vote if you haven't registered. And go out and vote early. Get it out of the way. But vote. Take care.